Hey, sweet friends, this is Andrea, and I'm your host for Inspire on the Go. I'm excited about the chance to talk about life, ministry, and our relationship with Jesus. I can't wait to see what God has in store. So grab a cup of coffee and join the conversation. Hey, friends, I hope that you're doing really well. So excited that you are joining with us for today's second installment of uh, Christy Leak, and we're going to be talking about all things digital and analog communication. We're going to get down into the nitty-gritty details of it. Last time when we talked with Christy, uh, we talked about more philosophical ideas or, 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 you know, ideas that need to be in place whenever we talk about communication. So we laid the groundwork. Now we're going to move the conversation forward as we get into some ideas and some tips and the practical aspects of communication. Christy, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. I am very excited to be here today and to talk about these next things. Yes, we received a lot of great feedback. Uh, I love it whenever our listeners reach out to us and they let us know, hey, this is helping. Hey, I've, I've never thought of it that way before. Right. Or, um, you know, can you give, give me some more ideas? And so we know that we're on to something here. The last time that we talked, we were headed into our women's ministry roundtables uh, and wow, let's celebrate for just a moment the incredible, you know, I want to call victory of being able to gather virtually talking about communication and um, to network together. So I know you had a very successful roundtable. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, we did. We had a great uh, we had a great group in eastern Arkansas um, and we had at I think it culminated in 10 to 12 of us kind of gathered some some very first time Zoom users, uh, which was encouraging as well. They kind of embraced it. They embraced uh, being on video when their hair wasn't quite together, um, which is great. That's what we should do. Um, and it was it was a great time. We had some people who, you know, their whole point in signing up was, I just want to be with some like minded minded sisters and just to talk about the things of God and to be encouraged in what we're doing because we've been we haven't been able to do that and being able to do that again was was quite refreshing it was so encouraging to hear that God is uh, doing remarkable things through our churches and through our small churches particularly in my region um, and just phenomenal things um you know, he is, he has not given up on us. He has not forgotten us. And, uh, we needed, we needed that encouragement. So I was, I was, ex- I was really excited to be a part of that last week. That's so great. We had, um, around 10 to 10, about 10 virtual conversations that took place close to a hundred, um, leaders taking part in those conversations. And once it's all said and done, I believe we'll be closer to 125 who will actually view um, those Zoom recordings and take part in our leadership development process. And so uh, good things happening here in Arkansas. And we certainly just give God all the glory for that. And so this is a timely conversation, given that there's just, you know, this new opportunity to embrace digital media and also not to forget the analog um, communication. And so let's let's dig into that um, and, and really kind of talk about some practical things that we can utilize as leaders for the purpose of the gospel. Right, absolutely. So last time we, we talked, uh, we kind of went over some foundational things more than some of the practical ideas that I'll get to in just a moment. You know, some of those things were knowing our people, knowing who our target audience is, 
um, having a digital and a analog plan that complement each other. Digital being your online presence, things we use technology for, analog being the old school methods like in person and through email, I mean, through regular mail, snail mail, that's the word. Um, and then owning our digital presence of making sure that we know uh, we have a good, strong digital presence online, being a creative thinker. And then my final point was being simple, simplifying our plan, connecting it to our mission and our vision and doing more with less. So coming back really to the idea that people are our ministry and everything else is a tool to help take the gospel to the people. So it's not just a head knowledge, but that heart knowledge. And that's what makes it, its way out to multiply across all of our communities, across the state and the world. And so that, that foundation needs to, we need to remind ourselves of it and not get so focused on the tools, but the who we're about and what we're about. That's such a but great, thank you for that recap because we wanna bring that information forward right. and lay what we're gonna talk about today on top of that information. Right, so today I've got, um, some ideas that I have used, they're not the only ideas out there, but things that I've done, I've seen success and, <laughs> and failures with. Um, and like you mentioned before, we love getting the feedback. And I think these ideas will help spur on some future ideas from other people. And we can connect with each other and share what's working, tips and tricks, and even find some new solutions. Sometimes we need we just need that encouragement to get us to the next step of what might be more effective for us. And so it's a great way for us to continue to network as, as leaders. That's great. So let me, let me jump into these ideas. I've got three digital tools and three analog ideas uh, to use. The first one is email. Email is still a big deal. Uh, we need it and we continue to use it. Um, I have used uh, several different types of systems. You can use just your regular email inbox and create lists that way, or you can use a formal uh, software system like Constant Contact or MailChimp or Emma. They've been big players for a long time, but even as early as the end of last week, I'd seen some new resources out there that are even making the process of writing a newsletter template even simpler and making it very user-friendly um, more in line with some things that we use on social media. So it feels a little bit more natural to you. Um, the big thing with email and email newsletters is just developing your list. Who are you gonna send it to? And so you want to collect that email information and gather it um, either from, directly from your people or from your church uh, management software if they have one in your church office. Um, if you don't have that, you can start with a spreadsheet. Uh, create a simple spreadsheet in like, Google Sheets if you're a Gmail user and start to list out the information that you need to keep up with. For an email list, you just need their names and their email address. And so it's a great way to start connecting to that foundation that we brought up last week of knowing who your people are. And so if, if that hasn't already started for you, that's a great way to start it, uh, to do that. Um, and as I mentioned, the ways to collect that information um, starts with asking. Just ask from your target groups, hey, we're developing an email list. Can I get your email information if you don't already have it? Uh, your church office may have that. 
You can also put a sign up button in your Facebook group pages or even make it fun and create an event around it. Have a sign up event and um, give away something fun to create some incentive around signing up. Just some real simple things. I love all those ideas. And what I'm hearing you say is start where you're at. You know, exactly. You know, start where you are. And then watch God build that. And so right. I think we get discouraged because we may think, well, I only have 10 women or I only have 12 women or I only have, you know, 20 women. Well, that's a great start. And then that's you right. put them into the process and then watch how God builds that. It's good stuff. Right. Um, and so just a couple more things there. After you have your list, you're going to need a plan because um, you're going to want to know what you're going to do with, with the email. Um, we think, oh, well, I'll just send out announcements, but we're not really doing anything right now. So what do I announce? I don't know what to send. There's all types of content that, that you can send out. Um, that can be devotional material. It can be Bible study material, and you can then meet up later to discuss it. It's kind of sending it out ahead of time. Um, anything that you can get into their hands that's going to be encouraging, that's going to share the gospel that's going to um, meet them where they are, uh, of being able to get that into their hands and almost literally in their hands with cell phones. Almost all of us can read our email through our smartphones and it, email along with text messaging are the only ways that we can guarantee something gets to someone in a timely fashion. Um, social media posts because of algorithms and feeds and all of that, we can't guarantee that everybody sees it but we can have better confidence knowing that everybody got an email, that it went out. Um, there are ways we can know that those things happen. And that is, uh, that's important, important stuff too. That's good. That's so good. So create your list and have your plan. That's right. Yes, definitely have a plan because you're going to have to know the work that's going to have to go into it um, and how you want to take your big dreams of what it will be. Because when you start thinking, it'll go there. And then you'll want to pull it back and just start simple. Do what you can do and, and start there. Yes. And I think that's always something we talk about uh, with leadership development and in our conversations is to do things with excellence. And so that may mean you have to do a little bit less initially, but get a strong, solid foundation. And then you'll have the momentum to move forward. Right. Good, good stuff. Okay. So email, that's that's yeah, so email is our first digital tool. The next one is Facebook. I know we mentioned it some last week as well when we were talking about owning our digital presence and um, connecting in different ways there. Facebook is still the largest social media platform for people and it works great for groups. And I would encourage our, our ministry groups to have a private Facebook group to provide some safety and some confidence uh, for your members of your group. If your church has a public side um, church Facebook page, that's a great place to put like announcements or event information and then keep other things, other discussion type things in that private Facebook page. One of the ways that we have seen that work uh, really well for us is uh, just having prayer through Facebook groups. It has been one of the most powerful uses of that group that I have, that we have really seen. And it, it really just kind of happened on, on its own. I, 
it started back at the beginning of the pandemic and I just simply posted, Hey, I'm, I'm here tonight. What, what can we pray for you about? And women just started commenting on just things, things they needed prayer for, you know, and it wasn't that, you know, my cousin's sister's dog is sick kind of prayer. It was pour out my heart kind of needs. And then what happened is that people came in and they wouldn't just, you know, use the cute little emojis to say that they were praying, which that's nice. And that's a good step, but they would follow up in comments and reply with a prayer. And so, and now we're reading the prayers and now we're reading scripture over the prayers as it just organically shared because it just, it, it was the right thing at the right time, but I've seen it. We don't do it on a schedule. We don't do it. You know, it just, uh, different people will come in and say, how can we pray for you tonight? And it's not always me. And that's a great thing. That means that group is connecting and they are sharing and they are providing love and care in ways that, that was missing. And that's what needs to, needs to happen. Yeah. And there's lots of other things that can happen in those Facebook groups too. Great discussion. Facebook has great tools to help you keep things organized. You can schedule posts. There are lots of things that can help you lead and administer those groups and, and still have some great uh, connection with your ladies. That's so good. And I can definitely testify to that with um, a private Facebook group that I have for my ministry, you know, right. It, it was, it, it's just unbelievable how women responded to a safe place, to a yes. private place, and then started inviting their friends. And so for, we could also, you know, view this as an outreach tool, you know, absolutely to, to reach other women who are looking for connection and community. Uh, and then you get them into that place and you're pouring the gospel, you're pouring the yeah. prayers, you're pouring, you know, um, the word of God into their lives. And right. it's so good to use even, you know, creative avenues like Facebook for his purposes. And so I have one more example there, um, which really would, it felt like a failure for me, <laughs> um, but it really, God still used it. Um, and so uh, during Christmas time, wanted to, you know, do something Advent style, uh, start posted uh, just short, uh, either a song or a part of scripture during the Advent season. And it, some people would like it, you know, you could see that people are read it and then there's no comments and you want to kind of get a little hurt feelings over that sometimes, but you can't let yourself go there. Um, but it didn't feel like it was getting any kind of traction to me. But then I don't know what it was because you never know how things land for notifications for people, especially when something's getting pushed out every day. It may it may not hit their feeds the right way. So you have to kind of give that grace to you. But uh, someone started um, liking all of the different devotionals. And it was someone that we have been trying to reach out to and trying to connect with that someone had invited into the group. Um, she's been on the very, I mean, as far on the outside edge as possible, um, really on the outside looking in kind of thing. But she started to engage with those devotionals. And then other people saw that it was her that had engaged. So they engaged with her. And that just led to, to more and to more good conversation and embracing. And so 
um, I think my word of encouragement there is that you don't know who it might reach, even in a, even in a group setting like that, that to, to not be discouraged, um, but follow the Lord's prompting on the right things at the right time. Um, and try to be simple and try to be authentic to work works for you. And I'll say that every time I talk about something. That's so good. That's so good. You know, we don't want to try to create something that's not, we want to, you know, give, um, uh, evidence to what is, and that's God's presence in our life. And the very fact that we're following his prompting means that he's prompting us for a reason. And so I love that. And I think too, whenever you see in a group, you know, Facebook group, or even on a public page, you know that you don't have to do it alone. That's where your team can be a part of it. You may be the one who posts every single time, but you could, you know, encourage them, hey, you step yeah. in there and you encourage and you like and you share and it can become something that that you can rally around. So yeah. I, I've I, even seen leaders emerge from that, that I'm encouraged to to take to the next level as we do open back up in person, because I want to say to them, hey, look, I've seen you had these great conversations online. So let, let's shape that into in-person spiritual conversations and, um, and let's get your group, <laughs> you know, you're ready to take these different things on. And so it's a, it's great for seeing that too. And so that part has, has been exciting. Um, and, you know, I'm grateful for the private groups because you certainly couldn't do it in public facing at all. So good. All right. So email, Facebook, what, what's next? So next is um, distributed groups and meeting online. And so that's my way of saying like video conferencing tools. Um, you know, Zoom is a great tool and it's certainly the one that we have heard the most about. Um, it's become a verb for us and <laughs> as well as a noun. And um, there are other video uh, tools out there from uh, Teams, from Microsoft, Facebook group video chats. Uh, lots of other ways that you can do, do video chats. Um, the point being um, is using it because uh, we, we can't be afraid of seeing each other online or being on camera. I know people want to be camera shy, but just we just have to get over that. Um, and because of being able to see each other face to face is so important when we're still not real confident in being fully in person. Um, and I think that we need to continue to embrace it until our most vulnerable are, are better, uh, feel better about that. And I don't, we don't know what that timeline is. And so we don't need to keep putting off embracing Zoom, hoping that things are going to change. Let's go ahead and make it a part of everything that we do, because we still, even outside of a pandemic, we still have people who um, have to take care of people at home and cannot get out people who are homebound for a whole variety of reasons, um, people who need to just uh, live remotely in different parts of the world that may want to be connected to, to our groups. There's lots of reasons why it's still a very uh, vital part to, to our planning, and we need to continue to use it. Um, and you can do all kinds of things from it. Some of my very favorite meetings from this past year have been the nothing meetings, um, the ones where we... Uh, we just gather together and it's that loving care similar to what happened in the Facebook comments, but this time it's, it's face to face. Um, just being able to, to laugh and to, to talk and play silly games if you want to. Uh, the things we would do in person, 
Um, but we're just doing it over video and being creative with some of that and being okay if it's just one or two people and, and letting that be um, however that needs to be. But I think we have to even be able to think about how are we going to maybe even incorporate our, um, our discipling and our teaching into that. So uh, embracing learning some of the skills of how to do sharing a screen and developing slides and how to show a video um, or just being prepared with notes of, you know, how to, how to teach and how to deal with, I think one of the other things we have to learn too is how to deal with what feels like a flat room. When you teach in person, you get the audience interaction. When you're on Zoom, people will mute so they don't, you know, you don't have all the extra stuff going on in the background, which is kind, but for the speaker that creates a very flat room. And so you don't get to hear people laugh at your silly jokes or you don't be able, sometimes you can't even tell if you connected because they're not looking into the camera the way they would look at you in a room. And so it just takes a little bit of uh, a learning curve in there, but something I'm confident every single one of our ladies can do to some degree. Absolutely. And one thing that we're talking about, obviously at a church uh, leadership level is how even after the pandemic normalizes, whatever that looks like, uh, there will be elements of our church culture that will uh, never fully return to how it was before. I mean, there's talk of that where there will still be people who now that they're accustomed to doing either Bible studies online or, you know, leadership meetings through Zoom, there will be some continuation of that. And so, of course, we don't know what all of that looks like, but it right. does uh, encourage us to prepare for what, what the new normal may look like. And so I think this is a good word for us to get in there and to get familiar with it. And for me, because I'm not really strong on the technology side, the best way to do that is to just jump in there and be okay with making the mistakes. Oh yeah. Learn as I go and, and to be willing to ask people like you, you know, how, how can I do this? How should I do this? And yeah. so asking questions and being okay with, you know, learning and it not always being perfect. I think that's, I think that helps us actually to embrace that vulnerability and authenticity of just living life with others. That's right. Yeah. People, people give us the grace when we're teaching it in person. If our dry erase marker suddenly stops writing, you know, they don't walk out of the room on us. <laughs> They're not going to walk out of the zoom meeting when, okay, we might kick them out of the zoom meeting accidentally. But they're not going to give up on us is what I'm saying. You know, if we stumble over the how to share our screen or if there's some kind of glip, you know, or the Internet is just spotty. You know, we dealt with that in some of our Sunday school Zooming this summer that it just was it just felt like every time we tried to meet, we battled technology. But we do that in our worship services. Any tech crew will tell you that, that it is uh, it is a spiritual battle in the sound room on Sunday mornings. Um, and, you know, we can expect the same thing, um, you know, to kind of come, come on us too, whether we're teaching in person or whether we're teaching online, it, our people will give us that grace. As leaders, we just need to not allow it to become bigger than the mission. Mm, that's a good word. That's a good word. Well, I have to tell everybody, cause I know that everybody will get a kick out of this, but after our network meeting, Last Thursday night, the network leaders were texting with one another. Or we were in a group meeting, 
And all of us were just celebrating that we were able to share our screen and that it went well. And I actually celebrated with a bag of kettle corn. I just felt like oh, yeah. it was so appropriate to have a sweet and salty treat after being able to share a screen and watch a video and that it worked. And so yeah. it was, that was a fun moment. We're all in this together. It, we really pulled off a lot that night. And, you know, I know we already celebrated it, but I just need, you know, Maybe we need some more kettle corn. That's right. Celebrate it again. Kettle corn for everybody. <laughs> All right. So I've got three analog ideas to you. Okay. Um, look at me taking over right there from you. Um, but we've got three analog ideas I want to share with you too. The first one is um, cards, newsletters, anything in the mail. Put it on paper, put it on a card, uh, and, and put it out. You know, we have moved away uh, from sending out newsletters for, you know, postcards, digital, you know, all that kind of stuff has been taken over by, by digital. And I think that we, we still need to embrace it. You want to get something in the mail that does not ask for money, uh, that doesn't have a payment voucher <laughs> attached to it, um, or that's just junk mail that looks like somebody's trying to sell them something. We want something meaningful. We want something personal. We all love it. And not only does it make our day to receive it, it also makes the day of the people who are sending it. And so it is a great way to encourage um, some women in your church who may feel called to a card ministry. That was one of the ideas that came up in my meeting, um, our, our network meeting, that there's a group of ladies that are just sending out cards to people in the community. As they hear that they've been impacted, they'll find out the address, they send a card, and it's, you know, it's what we've always done. We just abandoned it a little bit at some point. And so I think that's a great thing. The same content that you write for your e emails, you can send it out in paper too. And there's no reason why you can't and shouldn't duplicate that. There are some people who, who may respond better to getting it in the mail. And you can also take it a little bit to another level and deliver it in person maybe with some cookies, just ring the doorbell, leave it for the person. They come to the door, give them a big way. Hello, tell them you love them. And pandemic or not, that is a great idea. That just goes a long way of saying, Hey, I thought you might like this devotional email that I got and you send it right along. And that could be our ladies doing it. That doesn't even have to be like a, a formal program of any, any kind. We just need to encourage people to, to use it and think that way. One other um, idea that we took on this year during the pandemic, my family and I have a real burden for our neighbors. We live in a small town, um, we, we're in a great neighborhood. And so we created, when the pandemic started, we created postcards and we just called them, hey neighbor postcards. And we sent them out through the mail. On the back of it, it just had our contact information for me and my husband, our address and phone numbers and said, if you need anything, you need help with errands, that type of thing, yard work, um, or especially if we can pray for you, um, we would love to do that. And, you know, we just wrote, hey, neighbor, instead of their names, I didn't try to figure out everybody's names, just put their address, put them in the mail with a real stamp, um, sent them out, and people responded. We had people call, um, we still have people call. We have, you know, people that we'll talk to. You're like, oh, you're my hey neighbor. Yeah, we are. Um, and so I just, you know, 
decided I'm going to go out this far, this number of postcards I printed at home, and that's how many stamps I bought. And we just kind of mailed it out and let God take that. And it was, it was fun for us to do at home as a family, but it's made a great way for us to, to make some inroads with our neighbors as well. And so that was a fun idea for us. That is awesome. I love that. And that's something that as you do that, then you can challenge the women that you lead and serve, Mm -hmm. you know, to do that as well. That's, that's really awesome. Good job. Yeah. Super simple. Great way to connect. Um, And I loved it. Uh, So the next one is um, prayer. I know that doesn't sound like an analog tool, um, but I'm calling that that and um, that's what it is. Uh, So uh, we talked about how prayer was impactful in that Facebook group. And I think that another way we can bolster our, our ministries is, is not just praying at home, but actually prayer walking and getting out into getting out into your neighborhoods, getting out into your communities, wherever you feel like God needs you to pray over of being present. And that may be driving in your car versus walking. Um, however that happens, but there is a program, um, that I've been using and actually, uh, been a beta tester for their, their mobile app. And it's called bless every And it, um, you set up a profile with your address and then it maps out your whole neighborhood based on a range, a mileage range that you give it. And every day it sends you a list of people to pray for with their address. And so now you have it in a list. And so you can check that off in your app. You can check it off in your email program that you've prayed for them. It keeps up with the number of times that you've prayed for them. There's room for notes for you to note any kind of needs. You can make a note that you've shared the gospel with them. You can make notes that you've ministered in some other way to them. It's just a fantastic program. It's using all publicly sourced data. So you're not not invading any kind of privacy or anything, but it helps you know your people that God has placed around you. Um, it doesn't have to be your your house neighborhood. It could be the area around where you work. If you go to an office building, you could pray around that office building. If you work at a school, you could pray for the houses that surround that school. Um, but it helps you connect with, with people and it allows God to work in your heart, praying for your neighbors. Um, and then he's going to be working in their lives too as you as you go to the throne on their behalf. It's just a fantastic program. That's blesseveryhome.com. All right. We'll put that in our show notes so that everybody can have access to that. That that sounds like a great tool. Yeah, and there are ways for churches to get fully involved too. Um, and it's uh, something that our church will be doing soon. And so really excited to see kind of how that how that takes shape and what that impacts our communities with. All right. All right. I think you have one more analog. I do. I've got one more and that's home. Our houses are our next tool. And I know that that's, uh, we're in a hard time to think about that, but we can still be smart about it. We can still work in small numbers, which actually is, is ideal. Um, even if it's just one or two people, but invite people over. Um, if, if you need to, you know, if you're hesitant about that, um, Make a plan to make your house inviting. Uh, your house does not have to be clean. I am bad about it. Um, of saying, you know, y'all can come in, but it's messy. I have to stop making excuses for that because, you know, it just is. It's, and it's okay. 
I need to be okay with that somebody else is okay in my messy house. Um, and, but if you need to uh, work on a plan, start working on your patio or your front, front porch, even better, people can see you uh, chatting with each other and clean out the clutter, make room for people to sit and talk. That's all that we need. Um, but we need to be able to also prepare to know how to take conversations from every day, hey, how are you doing? And trans, uh, transform it into a spiritual conversation to be ready to apply the gospel. Um, and the gospel is always ready and it always applies. We just have to be the ones ready to make that conversation transition. Um, and then I would say eat together too. It doesn't have to be, uh, it doesn't have to be fancy unless fancy is your thing. And if it is, embrace it and go for it. Um, but if you're good with little Debbie's and Cheetos um, or kettle corn, whatever, put out the fruit and the coffee, whatever you need to do. Like we said before, be authentic to who God has created you, the resources he has given you, and just to be obedient to, to touching somebody's life. So good. So good. And I love how all of that ties together to really give us a well-rounded approach to communication. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be able to hit digital, you know, means we're going to be able to hit analog means, which, but all of that is cultivating relationships and community. And that is the platform where the gospel just spreads. And so um, that's just great. Thank you so much, Christy, for joining us and for these wonderful tools. Um, I just want to encourage everybody who's listening to really take some time and to pray over the plans and the purposes God has for you. He's so intentional in how he leads us. And so just know that he's going to use these resources. He's going to put other things in your path to help you know what that next step of obedience is, uh, even in the area of communication. And so we love you. We're thankful for you. We love resourcing you. We want to encourage you to always connect with us here at the Arkansas Baptist State Convention. Uh, join us in our Arkansas Women's Ministry private Facebook group if you're in leadership. Uh, and you can uh, get that address as well in our show notes. And we're just going to continue to journey together through 2021. So Christy, thank you again. And we will look forward to continuing this conversation in the future. Sounds great. Thanks so much, Andrea. All right. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. I hope today's episode helps you embrace the full free abundant life that God provides. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe to Inspire on the Go. If you would like more encouragement to help you grow in your faith, visit my website at andrealennonministry.org. Come back next time and enjoy another episode of Inspire on the Go.